Ora, this is the fourth interview. I'll just quickly introduce us. This is the fourth interview for the Puak Matariki Festival. I think my name's Kath Cocker. I'm interviewing a series of artists from around New Zealand and overseas. And this is Emma Kitson. Kia ora, Emma. How's it going? Yeah, good. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. It's very sunny down here in Dunedin. I'm sorry, I've got no um, camera with my PC, which is why you oh, can't okay. see me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love looking at people's houses when I'm interviewing them. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure how much I wanted to show you. but <laughs> <laughs> no, That's all right. Not much choice. <laughs> it, won't be, it won't be in the podcast anyway. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I so, forgot that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will, this will, a quick shout out to 91FM and the Puaka Matariki Festival and Nocturnal Projections and other small happenings. Yeah. And so tell me, uh, tell us about your work, Emma. I'm really interested to do. Uh, yeah, my, my work is um, about New Zealand natives. Um, ah. Like native animals and and people as well. Um, yeah, I mean, um, most most of my work up to this point has been exploring the ideas of what uh, what animals mean to Maori and um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. That's you're a printmaker, a. Yes, right? yes. Well, yeah. I, I, I've kind of worked in a whole lot of different mediums. And, yeah, uh, yeah I did um, industrial. I've got degrees in fine arts and industrial design. And, and through industrial design, I kind of uh, really became interested in the materials that you're working with. Um, oh, yeah. And what they, what they help to bring to the, the finished artwork is, well, what it, like extra layers of meaning. Um, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, so materiality is, is kind of a big part of my work. And um, but recently, yeah, I've I've kind of fallen back in love with printmaking. I I, um, I did it briefly when I was at art school, and then I went on to major in computer art instead because I thought that would be uh, a more lucrative oh, <laughs> avenue. Yeah. Um, but it turns out it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I really like printmaking um for a variety of reasons. Um, one of them is its accessibility. Um, yeah. In terms of like being able to create the artworks in the first place, but then also um, you know, like um, being able to sell them to people for a lot less because there, there's multiples. Um, you know, yep. so that. That pe- more people can see them um, and also recently I've discovered that um, yeah the um, prints can go places that I, I can't go <laughs> so yeah. I've had prints in New York and Japan and you know I've never been to those places but I think it's really cool oh, um, it yeah, and I've sold prints overseas as well you know because it, it's paper <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Do you, yeah. how, how does, so how does, you know, when you're going with materiality, how yeah. does, how does that um, tie in with materiality for you as, because you're, what are your Māori descent, your Māori? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, um, I, I, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm from way down south. Um, my family um, goes back down to Rakiura, um, Stuart oh, cool. Island, uh, Whenua Ho. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm from one of those very early marriages between, well, like my whakapapa comes down from one of the very earliest marriages between um, a Māori wahine and a Pākehā um, sailor and sealer. Um, wow. Yeah, and there's a there's, it's been really well documented. Like now there's, I mean, a while back there were about 5,000 descendants and, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, since then I've had my daughters. <laughs> I'm sure there's a whole nother level of um, descendants as well. And um, yeah, I just, um, I didn't grow up in a Māori environment though. Um, I grew up in North Canterbury in the 80s and <laughs> 70s and 80s. And, yeah. and um and it was really white, you know, I didn't even yeah. really, even when I found out, and I did, did find out a bit later that I was Māori, um, I didn't have anything to kind of um, explain to me what that was, because it wasn't something that I saw, or, yeah, it wasn't visible. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of one of my missions, is to... to, to because I do have a daughter and she's the next generation. I, I want her to to see those things and and know what they mean and talk about them and have a have a grounding to give her confidence to yeah. to express herself as a Maori woman as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Well my I just have to tell you this, my brother and his husband live on Rakiura. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah, they do. And I've just been down there not long ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a stunning place. It's oh, it's amazing. Stunning. And yeah. talking about printmaking. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was, anyway, I was thinking, um, you know that the ink that was used for tattooing in pre-colonisation is, yeah. in the tr- is in the trees down there. Oh, really? Yeah, because I wanted to um, get permission to use some of it. <laughs> yeah. But I, you might find that interesting as well. Yeah, what, spe- what species of tree is it? I can't remember. I'll ask my brother. <laughs> Sorry, I really shouldn't remember anything. <laughs> but I try. But I'll ask my brothers and I'll text it to Yeah. Them. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, because I, I mean, as a printmaker, I've been interested in, um, like, maybe trying to make my own inks out of, um, out of various materials. Uh, like onions. I, I mean, I like, well, no, I was thinking more like kokowai and ash. <laughs> I, oh, I don't yeah. know how to even start, but, but um, I like experimenting with things like that as well. I mean, they might not always make it into the finished piece, but, but I do like experimenting with different materials and see what, what will happen and, yeah, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, yeah, I know. I, I know. Um, but I will find out and definitely let you know. Cause yeah. I, <laughs> I actually used to work with fabric and dyeing. So I do know oh, yeah, about yeah. inks and about making ink. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> or making colours anyway. Yeah, we might have yeah. to have another conversation after this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, so, so, um, w- you grew up in North Canterbury in the 1980s. Yeah, and then moved to Dunedin when I was about 11. 
Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You know that age, 11, it's, uh, it seems like a lot of people have changes when they're 11. Anyway. But, um, yeah. Yeah, mine was quite, you know, like I'd, I'd grown up in the small town my whole life and then moved to kind of the big city. I know people yeah. laugh. But, but, uh, but uh, um, you know, people making stupid jokes like, oh, there's penguins walking down the street down there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were. That'd be cold. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, God. Well, it is actually. I think that the thing that one of the really good things about Dunedin is it's really diverse for the size of it. Yeah, yeah. No, and the music and the art down here. There's so many musicians, so many artists that it's actually quite a good high standard. I think. And yeah. and and there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of space to be able to make it because you're not constantly stressed out about money yeah. in the same way as you are in the other, in the bigger cities. So, yeah, exactly. so there are definitely advantages. There's a lot more originality down here, I think. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. I mean, I love yeah. Dunedin for a variety of reasons. I haven't lived there for a really long time, but um, yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Um, do you think that that, had a lot so what do you think were the biggest influences into your work uh, i understand that your um that your whakapapa or your background is but is there yeah. are there other things um i think like becoming a mum uh, oh yeah because i'd kind of given up on making art at that point and um yeah that was a big change <laughs> that made me like yeah. Yeah, realize a lot of things about myself, and and you know it's it's very challenging <laughs> being a mum. Yeah, um, yeah, it but does. it brings out all these things in you, and it also, um, you know, I, I think about it as um, it kind of gives your fucker papa a future. You know, all of a sudden, instead of it just being the past, there's um, there's something happening in the future because your, your child, you know, you hope that they'll they'll live longer than you do and, and have more children. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it, it, uh, yeah. It, so instead of being the end of the line, you're kind of in the middle and, um, yeah. you know, I kind of felt like an obligation to, to make more of an effort to express myself as Maori. Um, so that my, yeah. So that my daughter would find it easier. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. And That's... also, also, and secondary to that, um, like the the next kind of big influence on on me making art again was um, I joined in with the Paimanu uh, Naitahu artists. Um, oh yeah, I think yeah. When my daughter was two, and they were having a wananga in Rapaki, um near Littleton. Oh yeah, and, yeah, I know um, that is. And at the point, you know, with a two-year-old, I was, like, really gagging to just go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, for a weekend and, and you know, yeah. and then the idea of making art, <laughs> you know, as well, on top of that. <laughs> um, you know, just to do something for me. And um, and I kind of went there thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not really an artist. And I'm not, because I hadn't been making art for a very long, long time. And, and I'm not really mouldy. Um, yeah, yeah. but then when I got there um, I realized that you know I had so many things in common with all these people and and you know what a privilege it was to, to be able to meet 
some of these um, artists who I've idolized. Um, yeah, yeah, and Cole. then, you know, it, they're, they're family. <laughs> it's Faka Fanongatanga. And, um, yeah, that, that really gave me a huge boost to, like, okay, yeah, um, it's, I can say I'm a Māori person. And, yeah, um, sure. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, be, being Māori ma, like, being white Māori, um, you know, I often feel like I'm not really seen. As, as a Māori person, um, you know, I just, I'm an undercover Māori, <laughs> as it were. Yeah. And um, so it was a really, really great feeling to be um, in a space with other Māori artists and just talking about art and also just what it means to be kaitahu as well. Um, you know, that, yeah. that's kind of a big focus because, I mean, Naitaho have lost a lot of their culture. Uh, I mean, all Māori have. Um, but there's a real distance, um, and it and it's about reclaiming that for the next generation. Um, yeah, like reclaiming what it, what it means to be Naitahu. What what is what is it important? What is different? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Did I think? I think I wonder if Tana was on that that course. Did you meet a woman called Tana? That's an artist. I'm interviewing her tomorrow. She's oh, I don't know. She lives around there, and um, she, oh, okay. She's Cook Island, Maori, uh-huh. Cook Island Maori. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds that's yeah. That sounds really interesting. So, what kind of work were you making at that point in time? What came out of that? Uh, that well, one? I actually started. Yeah, <laughs> we, we ended up not actually because we had like people uh, from Naitahu coming and telling us histories and stories and, and kind of filling up our knowledge basket basically. Um, and then we only had a really short space of time on the last day of the Wainanga to make anything. And, um, and I started making some collages. I was quite, um, quite influenced by the um, work of Eric Carl, um, the the, the Eric Carl, the um, Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, a style of illustrations. And, and so I just painted up all these bits of paper and then cut things out. <laughs> oh, cool. And, um, yeah. Um, That's got to be the yeah. best book as a kid, isn't it? The Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, I, <laughs> I just loved it when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, it's, it's on so many levels. I know. <laughs> I might have taken it on board a little bit too much, but. <laughs> uh, well, that's another thing, you know, like um, using animals to tell stories, you know, like sometimes um, it's, it's an easier way to, to tell stories because you, you're not, I don't know, people have a really special relationship with animals and, and the, the way some one person might feel about an animal could be completely different <laughs> yeah like, sure um you know like eels aren't everybody's cup of tea but um i think they're beautiful and um i always try and make my my animal works um a bit kind of cute a bit endearing you know even if yeah. they're like scary and crusty <laughs> i'm trying yeah, yeah, to make sure. them soften them because you know I want people to empathize with them I want want people to um bring their own stories you know like um you know like I had this work that I did of a kanakana a lamprey 
because um, my sister, she's actually, um, she's a doctor of zoology and she works with restoring habitats for um, lamprey oh. down south. Cool. And um, so I, I, I had it in an exhibition in, in poker and I sat down with my, my uncle and he started telling me stories about my, my granddad bringing um, Kanakana home and, and horrifying his wife because <laughs> they escaped from the laundry and started trying to make their way into the kitchen. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it, you know, the, it brings these, yeah, like art That's can cool. bring out stories. <laughs> mm. Yeah, totally. It gives people a focus, eh? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, and it's, 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 it's Min, it's what I say it means, doesn't... <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. It's not necessarily what what it means to someone else, you know. And and I love that. <laughs> I love I love multiple yeah. narratives, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, so do I. So do I. And it's I know that's I guess that's what the uh, we run running into problems is when you come across the concept of there being one truth becomes difficult. Mm. I guess, you know, like with Christianity, there's the truth, the light, and the way, which yeah. is a bit, bit focused in one way. Yeah, I, guess, I, I guess, but people kind of adapt. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. Don't, what, I don't like, I don't like right. being told what to do. So I'm yeah, really yeah, sure. people like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you, you know, because <laughs> um, I do you think like with using animals as well it gives people that much more different distance from the story so it's, yeah so yeah. it's easier to to listen or whatever or yeah or something yeah like a um kind of comic relief in a way but yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so um you've exhibited in japan Oh yeah, well, one of my work, yeah, some of my work went <laughs> with um, the shared line collectors. They um, they they do um, exhibitions um, that focus on um, well, it started after the earthquake in Christchurch, and then they oh, had an yeah. exhibition in Japan, and and it's kind of about resilience. So they they yeah, it's really that, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like that sounds cool. What's it called again? Uh, shared lines. Shared they're actually line. doing a nascent lines, lines. L I yeah. Uh, they're actually doing a, a call out, a nationwide call out for artists. Um, they've got a project coming up. Um, I, I have no idea what it is, but it's it's a um, collaborative project, and um, they're looking for artists. And they're oh, fantastic! <laughs> so, wow, so look that's up, great. Look up shared lines. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's great. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, because I was thinking about, you know, I've, I've looked a little bit, I know a little bit about um, anime and manga and the super yeah. flat movement in Japan. And oh, I was, because yeah, yeah. I found it really interesting because, you know, they've been, had a couple of bombs planted on them. Atomic bombs. They're the only world and place yeah. in the world that's actually been nuked. And, um, and so I was kind of interested to see what kind of repercussions that had through, and art is always a really good way to reflect yeah. it, and the super flat movement does. But what I was saying, because I was talking about this with somebody else the other day with printmaking or, or with those kind of flat, um, flat images, 
that, yeah. that they were talking about how they could be a bit kind of lateral, you know, or not. But but the Japanese net always got this kind of they always managed to with their their characters have always got so much personality and I think part of it yeah. is that that cutesy like that cute thing yeah that they bring yeah. into well, it, which like, you were talking about with your animals yeah. so that's that's all I was thinking and that yeah I guess it's mind. like an empathetic view you know um, yeah I mean they've got a long history even with like woodblock um, from yeah that's right yeah you know, and and using animals in those as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I've seen. Um, I yeah. It's. It, do you who out of printmaking? Who? How do you think your influences? Where do you think they come from with the printmaking? Uh, well, um, back at high school, um, when I first started printmaking, um, it was definitely the expressionists. Um, oh and, yeah. You know, which is very you know teenage angsty. But um, I mean, I still <laughs> love the work of the expressionists. Um, yeah yeah you know just that raw kind of powerful um less is more um yeah um you know like followers and hair prints um you know there's just so much emotion in them and and you know and they're beautiful like the the um sparseness of them is really beautiful as well and and um yeah just yeah. The, the, yeah, the concept of being able to convey an emotion through your work, um, you know, that was kind of revolutionary to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I um, love. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's... But I'm also I'm also really interested in like print as a medium because of its associations with rebellion and you know like uh, in Mexico and and. Um, yeah, just in lots of countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It, uh, as a way of um, making information accessible. I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's, yeah, it's weird how it's gone from being that in the earlier 20th century to now being almost archaic and, and um, obsolete. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, there's still lots of people, you know, making prints. And, um, yeah, I just... Yeah, it is yeah, weird how yeah. that's happened, doesn't it? It's because everything's become <laughs> digital, I guess. Is that what it is, maybe? Got an old. <laughs> Everybody's got an old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, digital, um, you know, like, um, you know, in my lifetime, there has been a real digital uh, revolution. And, you know, um, that feels really strange to me, like um, having a daughter and she's, She's exposed to um, digital things on a daily basis, and and in part that was why I went back to actually making stuff by hand. Because before that, I I had done a lot of digital work, and um, I just had this yearning to kind of do something a bit more tactile and um, and to create something with my hands rather than on a computer. And um, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, like when when people get buy a print from me or get a print from me, it's they know that I've used my hands to make it. You know, and and I feel like that adds value to it. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, it's also quite a Pacific thing, isn't it? I don't know how it was in New Zealand with Māori, yeah. but it's definitely in the rest of the Pacific. <laughs> yeah. Print, print yeah. making is really strong. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, recently I've, I've met a couple of uh, Tokelau printmakers and, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems, um, yeah, it, it is a very prevalent um, thing. And I don't know so much about Māori. Um, I mean, I know Māori artists um, that do choose to just do print, but um, mainly it was something that kind of, I think people dabbled in, but yeah, I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, as an extension maybe of carving. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. And also, well, I it's mean, rep it's repetitive patterning yeah, as well, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, that yeah. was definitely there. Yeah, I've almost kind of, uh, in some ways, deconstructed it by like, um, like I've done, I've done long um, panels of Wi-Fi and and breaking it down so I so I just make one plate and then repeatedly print it. Um, yeah. Make it called Wi-Fi and um, yeah, it's kind of like the opposite way around. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm doing that to kind of explore the pattern and you know like I mean I'm fascinated by like um, Wi-Fi and Tanafol, you know the the use of um, positive negative space is really important and and just um, exploring that, um, I've learned so many things. That, yeah, that's uh, really that is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can remember doing drawing classes and having to look at the negative space, and then just afterwards, I'd look around, and sometimes it was really hard to recognise things because I was looking yeah. at things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. I think that's one of the key skills of, of drawing is, is being able to see the, you know, being able to focus on the negative space as well. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, trying to balance those, it can be really, yeah. It, yeah, I find, I, I enjoy the kind of mathematicalness of it and the, um, yeah, trying to figure out a problem. <laughs> yeah, sure. And there's something about repetition that's kind of relaxing, eh? That's what yeah. I've always found. And um, I just, yeah, and it, I also love the way that um, <clears throat> repetition or multiplicity, um, you know, with some, one small thing, if you repeat it enough times, you can make something really big. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, yeah, that's true. I think, I think, because, you know, my workspace is very small. It's always, um, you know, so I always have to kind of um, consider the idea, of, yeah, like, to making small work. But I love the idea of, like, if I made enough small little things, it could take up a whole room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It'd look amazing yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think that's, yeah, I'm looking towards that in the future as well. Yeah. yeah. So many ideas. Just well, not so enough what, time. <laughs> <laughs> no timers. So yeah. what, what is your, um, what is your main type of printing that you do? Like, is it? Um, definitely lino cut. Oh, lino cut. Lino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I, I love um, carving things. <laughs> Cutting. Cool. Um, yeah, there's a real satisfaction in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but linos um, specifically because it's it's a safer material than um, MDF. I mean, I could use wood. Oh, yeah. Because um, yeah, I, I, I mean, my studio is my bedroom. <laughs> So I don't want to yeah. be um, exposing myself or, or my partner or my child to toxic things. Um, yeah, sure. And I actually 
um, so I, I ordered some lino, um, and when it, when it arrived and I opened the box, the smell, um, oh, yeah. amazing because it, it's, it's like flimsy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just had this huge kind of sensory hit from it. <laughs> I was like, I love this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you must be on the right track. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you know yeah. you're doing it right or something. Yeah, well, you know, on. you've got to enjoy it as well, you know. And, and it's good, you know, like I find as well it's part of like how I stay sane as well. <laughs> yeah. And, um, to create, create art and, um, yeah. It definitely releases something, eh, like creating. Yeah, and it's meditative. Um, you know, when, you, when you're really in, into this middle of what you're doing there's like i think they call it flow um you know where you're just completely <laughs> yeah. absorbed in what you're doing to and you kind of forget about everything else even you know bodily needs or you know eating yeah um you know it's just it's like you're singularly focused on on creating this thing and, it, and it's amazing when you can stand back you know and that's another thing i love about printmaking is because it's kind of a surprise as well you know you you see what it looks like when you carve the block, but then when you print the block, um, you know, often there'll be things that you didn't quite think of, and, and then it's always a reverse as well, but it, it's kind of like a little, yeah, it's like a little surprise. <laughs> this is what you've got. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I did, yeah, yeah, sure. Have have you done dry point and stuff like that, or do you do that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I actually i i did i did several dry points when I was at high school, and and I've I've sort of been playing around with it. I haven't um because the press I use is a book press. A small oh book yeah. Press. A friend of mine found in his sister's paddock, and then he sandblasted it and painted it, and and then he gave it to me. And um, oh yeah, so it's like a downward pressure rather than a yeah a rolling pressure oh yeah um, but it makes it, it, it it's not really suited for um doing dry points or intaglio work so yeah i can't I, I like yeah i would like to do some more dry points um but yeah i really enjoy relief from making just just something i don't know addictive <laughs> do you think it's to do with its instantness you know? Yeah, yeah, well, it's fast. <laughs> it is, eh? Hey? Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I like that, you know, sometimes I kind of challenge myself to just just do it as fast as possible. I mean, most of the time I'm very particular and take it slowly. <laughs> but every now and then I'm just like, what can I kind of, yeah, do some speed minor cutting? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> are those, I just have to ask, are those your prints behind behind you? Uh, the crayfish one is yeah, and the the cool fi fi that was a a bit of an experiment. <laughs> oh, cool! Those are cool. Yeah, what's the circle? Is that not yours? Oh no, that's a Bridget Miley. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I can't see it properly. I can just see the out. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's very graphic. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I, I feel like my worst looks pretty graphic as well. You know, like hard contrast and yeah, I enjoy the challenge yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Contrast is great. Yeah, I think, and it's it kind of. I think that the um, the space that 
people like ourselves that are mixed blood live in has yeah. got we get to see like these contrasts quite a lot like, yeah you know the white brown you, and you then kinda, you kind of end up living in between them and i've been i've been thinking yeah. about this a lot you know like um yeah like it seems like there's pressure to be either maori or pakia yeah um but the truth is we we are both and yeah. um you know like i i you know while i'm i um, know a lot less about being Māori. Um, it's it's. I want to know more. You know, like yeah, I feel sure. Like, um, I only know a tiny bit of the story um, about my whānau and my whakapapa. Yeah. Um, but I already, I you know, I know a lot about being Pākehā. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so I don't really need to keep exploring that because it, it, it'll come out in my it, it does come out in my work anyway um like the the matariki um bunting that i did for the darfield residency and and previous to that i'd been because i was doing a workshop about printmaking at home um and um and so i was looking at early you know like the history of woodcuts and, and looking at these kind of early medieval uh woodcuts and then um after the residency, I was looking back at the, the faces that I'd done, and they actually struck me as being quite like the, the medieval woodcuts that I'd, wow. I've been looking at. I've been researching. Yeah, right. That's interesting. Eh? Oh, that's where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how things like that happen. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but like a Māori version of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's it, the other thing that I reckon that's kind of interesting about coming from two different, having two different cultures, from being made up of two different cultures, is that because of because of that we ha do have this way of being able to see both, and yeah. because we can see both, we can because actually we see we, we can see them clearly, like yeah. we have a different kind of way of looking at them, like. Yeah, you know, if you can only see one, then you know what the other one's like, but you don't necessarily see yourself within it. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? I know. I think you might have just lost me at the end. Oh, sorry. I know what I mean. You've got to, you've got to adapt to survive. You know. Yeah, and, that's right. And that's what that's what my ancestors did. You know, like I mean, my great great grandmother saw this food coming off a ship like a big ship um, you know, and I thought yeah all right <laughs> yeah he would have been Norwegian or something wouldn't he was he Norwegian or something oh, no, he was actually he was Scottish he oh. was um from he was from Kakoldi and I, I know this much about him that he he somehow ended up in London um as a early like a young as a teenager um and then he got he got um sent to tasmania <laughs> oh wow yeah oh did he um, steal a loaf of bread or something possibly you know or maybe he was scottish he got in a fight with someone yeah sure <laughs> or maybe he was just scottish that they put about there yeah exactly i mean who knows yeah it been anything but um you know and then uh after after being um i guess incarcerated um you know, there wasn't a lot of options, and, but sealing was one of them. And um, so that obviously got him over to New Zealand where he, he met um, 
and Farito to do. And um, yeah, they they hit it off and had like 13 oh. kids. <laughs> and you know, and now there's a huge um, huge group of us that all whakapapa to them. Um, yeah, but I, I, I do kind of, I like to reimagine, you know, what it would have been like for them to, to have met. Like, I mean, I don't even know where they met or how they met, but, yeah. you know, from con- two completely different cultures, but with, with a lot of similarities. Um, yeah. Yeah. What a fascinating time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Whereabouts in, in Rakiura were they? Did they live? Um, well, uh, my, she ended up uh, living on the net. Um, which is, I guess, uh, east of um, the main port. Um, it's a little kind of peninsula. That's Oban. Yeah, that's the main. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So which way is east if you're facing it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 um, I found it recently, like, because Naipahu has done this um, this atlas of, of Māori names, and its Māori name is Tewehi or Tewera which means oh, yeah. the fright of, of Tawera. And now Tawera is one of uh, these big chiefs. Um, and apparently what he got frightened by was a seal. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I just love the fact that, you know, they named it, you know. After, yeah. I, 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 I kind of feel like that proves that we had a sense of humour even back yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hi, I got scared by a seal. <laughs> hey, let's call this place that. <laughs> yeah. Seals could be quite scary, though. I, I'd imagine if they're yeah, I know. angling towards <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I don't know if you ever saw the one that was at the um, Invercargill Museum, but my nephew managed to, <laughs> to make me... Um, there's a, a, it's kind of, I don't know what they call animatronic. Not, it wasn't that flash, but um, you know, when you walk through the door, it would rear up at you and go, rah! Oh, no, I never <laughs> saw that. God, that sounds pretty frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually knew what was going on, but I still got a fright. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was hilarious. Yeah, but I hope he did. <laughs> yeah, that's good being live yeah. entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't mind having someone having a laugh at my expenses. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hey, well, um, is there anything else that you would you want to say about your practice or? Uh, <laughs> oh, you're now. curating as well now, eh? Is that right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I I um I work for Pathaka in oh, Tauranga, yeah. and I am the curator of community exhibitions, um, which means I run. We've got a community gallery there called the Bottle Creek Gallery, yeah, and. Um, also a retail space, like a small retail gallery for artists um, who are wanting to sell their work. Cool. In space. Um, yeah, so, so I deal with lots of people, um, you know, like we have about, oh, how many? Oh, about 16 exhibitions a year across the two of them. Um, yeah, so I meet, meet all the, you know, I love it because I get to meet all these people who are really passionate about art and, and, there's so many ways to make art and to, you know, I just love that people are inspired to create. It's like, if there weren't any artists, what a distinct place it would be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There'd be nothing to look at. It would be awful. It would be depressing. Yeah. It would be depressing. It would. 
Art and music, you have to have that. They're, they're the backbone yeah. of culture. That's my... That's well, they my, make um, life worth living. I yeah, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. But, um, yeah, but they're also good for you. You know, that's the other, the other side of it. Is that totally. Through doing, you know, through my artistic practice, it's actually helped me in a lot of ways. And I, and I recognise that in others as well, that, um, you know, we just kind of have this fundamental need to make something I mean I know not everyone does but, but I do yeah no yeah I understand that I just kind of do it it's just what I do yeah yeah it's just it's second nature in a lot of ways and and when you yeah. don't have access to that that's when um yeah there's I mean there's been times in my life where I've kind of not been making art and um yeah I think art can um express things and and also create you know and reflect on people yeah in a way that that words can't yeah I think it hits places that are far more subconscious yeah you know like it's kind of like that mnemonic thing you know I think it uh that that's what I think but what do you reckon like you know kind of and I think that it helps people but I think that that's how it helps people because it hits the places that you can't really define as easily as you can with yeah if you're talking about if you're talking about things yeah I I don't know I think it's um I mean art in a lot of ways is what you bring to it um like as a viewer of art um and and it's you know, like we all know that feeling when you see something and you go, oh, that, and it touches you inside, you know, like yeah. it touches some point in your cultural reference that, that is meaningful to you. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah. It's hard to, yeah. I don't know. And you can create, you can create a new environment uh, through art as well. Yeah, I, that's I mean, right. You know, I mean, that's part of what my journey has been about is to create a, a more mouldy sense of environment for my yeah. uh, my girl to grow up in. Um, you know, I mean, she might not rec- recognise it or understand it now, but later on, um, yeah, I think she'll, you know, it'll, because she'll recognise these images and these um, cultural symbols and cultural markers and she'll be familiar with them she won't be intimidated by them yeah um yeah well at least that's what i hope (laughs) yeah yeah sure yeah sure yeah she'll understand them yeah 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 and like when we talk about the atua and you know like for her they're real you know and and i love it you know because for me it's it's more about the stories the stories are more about the values um, that they express, um, not necessarily, you know, it, it doesn't, I, I don't have a problem with kind of disassociating it myself from whether it's true or not. Um, it's more about what they're expressing, it's like, yeah, like fairy tales or, um, yeah. but, you know, the stories of our ancestors, they're telling us yeah. what their values were. Yeah, and, that's, um, yeah, totally. And I'm pretty sure they adapt as well um, over time. And, you know, I'm interested in how culture 
does change as well. Um, yeah. Or it, it, it evolved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I love um, fairy. I love I love mythology or and stories yeah. and all that. Yeah, it's yeah. The, 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 um, the themes and stuff. They're, yeah, they're, they're all about values and they're all about um, you know. I mean, they're, they're these fantastical scenarios, but um, underneath it all, yeah, it's telling us something about the human condition, about what's right and wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And consequences of actions, eh? Like, yeah. As well. I and reckon. how things work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hey, thank you, Emma. It's been oh, okay. really good talking to you. And it's yeah. it's been really good. It's, yeah. And so I'd just like to say thanks heaps for coming on board with us. Kia ora, Emma Kitson. Thank you for being in the interview for being interviewed my name is Kath Cocker from Nocturnal Projections and Other Small Happenings I was interviewing Emma Kitson from Wellington it's part of the Puaka Matariki Festival 2020 quick shout out to 91FM for their support Puaka Matariki Festival and Ben Jarman for the sounds good night and pōmāri ea